cracked here. It's a bottle, but I'm drinking a um, it's called Lunch it's an IPA from Maine Beer Company out of Freeport, Maine. What's up, everybody? Corey here. I got a Kiwi White from Mighty Squirrel Brewing Company. It's a Belgian white brewed with kiwi. Pretty interested to give this a shot. Getting a little lazy here. Uh, Berkshire Brewing Company, Green Gown, Double IPA. I am Craig. I'm disappointed. This is an Anheuser-Busch special Bud Light. Watch your calories. St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis. uh, St. Louis. Uh, We're on podcast 38. Uh, Top Shell Fantasy. Head over to topshellfantasy.com. Listen to our podcast over there. Any other podcast player, don't worry about it. Just go to our website. Uh, Follow us on Twitter. And Instagram at Top Shelf FNTSY. I'm just kidding. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio. You just name in it, case. we're on it. Again, yeah, exactly. I think we stopped saying it, but if we're not on it, tell us. We'll get on it. Yeah. Email us, Twitter us, Instagram us. Is that a thing? Instagram? Yeah. It's well, Instagram you, us, IG us, DM us. Yeah. You, the, Slide in our DMs and let us know where you want us. Uh, we just did <laughs> bold predictions, news and notes. Uh, we're gonna do start them and sit them. So, My favorite segment. Thursday night football and Scotty, who's your cute quarterback start? My quarterback start this week is uh, Philip Rivers. He's playing right now. He's not having a great game, but I still got a full half to go. You totally had a cop out there too. You could have said anybody else. It probably been better than Philip Rivers right now. Why? Oh well, he's in the docket know. now, so it stays. Yeah, but it stays. But what All was right. your reasoning on why you wanted to play him? He's facing one of the worst pass defenses in the league. 95 yards, a touchdown, and two picks right now. Yep. Should be five. I mean, I mean, I mean, total? I know I, I hit a lot. So, you know, sometimes you you're going to miss. Tom Brady misses once in a while, and I'm the Tom Brady of fantasy. So, this might be a miss. Um, so, we'll see how it plays out. We'll let you know towards the end of the podcast how he's doing. Did we all just hear Scott call himself the Tom Brady of fantasy? Uh, this is this is what Scott does. So. Okay. As yeah. long as we all heard that, I, I want to make sure. I've, I've been here. playing with Scott for about 15 years. This I, is, this is Scott Tom for Brady you. Um, Tom, right. your quarterback start? My quarterback start is Kyler Murray, and it probably sounds like a cop-out because it probably is. Uh, he's playing Tampa Bay this week. Uh, David Johnson's hurt. I don't think that Kenyon Drake's a very like special running back. He's talented, but I think that they're going to have to win this game with Kyler Murray. He runs the ball. He throws the ball. He scores points. Start Kyler Murray. Yeah, so my uh, quarterback start of the week, I got a lot of heat on uh, choosing him. We try to do a lot of um, starts and sits on players that are kind of borderline. Um, as as looking at it a little bit further, I guess he's not more borderline. You're you're starting this guy. I mean, even if you had, um, I think Scott, you you have him ranked what this week? Four. I think I have him four or five. So four or five. So Jameis Winston is is my quarterback start this week. Um, so it's it's really high. Uh, he's playing Arizona, who's giving up the most fantasy points in the league. I was I was kind of thinking, you know, with a little bit of Patrick Peterson now playing, it might give people a little bit of skepticism. Um, so I wasn't sure uh, what people thought, but I wanted to give some confidence to it. I mean, he does have 12 picks on the year. So um, as of late, he's been doing a lot better. Um, so I, I was just going to say that the, the trend will continue. Um, so Winston's my start this week for quarterback. Alrighty, I got uh, my quarterback start of the week as Jared Goff. 
we just saw the Pittsburgh defense back-to-back week struggle against the likes of the Miami Dolphins and the T.Y. Hiltonless Indianapolis Colts quarterbacked by Brian Hoyer for more than half the game. Jared Goff has a much better arsenal even without Brandon Cooks. He should have a field day against this team despite their high ranking on the season as a pass defense. Uh, coming out of his bye week, two weeks to prepare. Goff should be a safe, confident start. I'm looking for him to give you about 25 points this week uh, within that you know, 25 to maybe know, floor 22 points this week. Quarterback these, are, these are pretty yep. straightforward. I mean, we're in a... Point six time right there's, now. Yeah, there's six, six people on by. It's, I mean, it's it's tough. Yeah, it, it's tough to give you a quarterback start that isn't obvious. Yeah. But there's a lot of teams where you have James Winston and Jared Goff. Yeah, or you have uh, Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins, well, or uh, you Scotty have Kyler ran, Murray and Baker Mayfield. Scotty just like. ran into uh, Phil Rivers versus Jared Goff. Yeah, right. two, even two starts. It's like who do you who do you pick? Who's the better option? And it was already locked in. Yeah, he was already locked <laughs> in. Unfortunately, we couldn't change it. But in well, an, we still have another second half. We do. We but do. but so so Deshaun <laughs> yeah, Deshaun right now. <laughs> Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, um, Nick Foles. I know he's just starting, but you know the, their team has been doing well. But they're all not playing this. Tom week, Brady. So. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah. Pretty big one. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, I mean Dwayne. Dwayne Haskins. So quarterback sit. My quarterback sit's probably a little controversial. I'm sitting Aaron Rodgers. I think I just think he's a bum. Uh, <laughs> plain and simple. Okay. Wait he's, a second. He's Hold a, on. He's a very talented quarterback who this year has underperformed drastically versus your expectations for what he was going to give you. No one in the league seems to me to get as big of a pass as he does for underperforming week in and week out. He constantly gets bailed out by his teammates, making absurd plays. I just talked to you guys five minutes ago about Jamal Williams catching the back of the end zone, like a freak play where Aaron Rodgers is trying to throw the ball away, and Jamal Williams make a, makes a circus catch as a running back and pulls in a touchdown and gives them both six points. If you take away his 40-point explosion in one game this year, he drops outside of quarterback one ter- uh, territory, meaning that there's likely a better option than Rodgers available in your league to start this week. He also goes to face a tough Carolina defense who's been impressive in most of their games this season, minus the game against San Francisco, where they really just got shredded on the ground by Tevin Coleman. So my sit of the week is Aaron Rodgers, and I'm confident telling you he's going to stay under 15 points this week. And if your quarterback gives you 15, that's not enough to start him. Well, and this is, this is where if you draft Jared, Jameis, Kyler, Phillip Rivers – to back up Aaron Rodgers, we're saying bench Rodgers for one of those guys. And to be completely honest, calling him a bum, I think, is a little far. Yeah, um, mean. Underwhelming, <laughs> I think, is the correct yeah. term. Um, but Aaron Rodgers has done what you want Aaron Rodgers to do in favorable matchups. And in negative matchups, he's done what you don't want him to do. So <clears throat> he's been predictable in the sense that when he plays bad defenses, he does good, which yeah. is common sense, I guess. You just so. expect a guy of Aaron Rodgers' talent and the weapons around him. I know he hasn't had Devontae Adams, so that definitely hurts him, but you can't just give him that out. You can't, Tom you Brady can't has that. never had a Devontae Adams minus <laughs> a couple seasons with Randy Moss, you know? Aaron Rodgers never yeah, had Antonio Brown. Oh, never mind. Yeah. What? Yeah, Antonio, Antonio Brown. Brown? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's unfortunate. Josh Gordon? He peppered him. Yeah. 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 Tom Brady's better than Aaron Rodgers anyway. Boom. Fact. All right. Next. Crazy. Um, so, Mike. <laughs> I hope there's people from Green Bay listening. My, my quarterback sit this week was. <laughs> and also, cheese stinks. 
This is like factual. Yeah, yeah. It does stink, but it tastes I'm, good. I'm yeah, it does, like it like does taste good. Here. Yeah, cheese curds, especially on nachos. Well, no, yeah. Oh yeah. Snow nachos. But uh, anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Allen is my quarterback sit, and the only reason why I have him in here is because it was actually a guy that I was Sticks. talking to this past week. <laughs> Tried to make sure I win this week. <laughs> it was. Like, well, there was, there was <laughs> There was it my opponent playing Kyle Allen. Quarterback Sit 20 him. of the week. <laughs> there was a guy I was talking to that was saying that he's starting Kyle Allen with confidence this week. And, and I was trying to figure out why. And he gave me nothing but, you know, he's he's done, you know, fairly well in, in Cam's absence. I'm like. Was it Tully? Um, I, that sounds like Tully. Or Mango. No, I. I, I he it, works with Tully or Mango. It's, it's not any of the guys that, that are in the leagues that you're with. But uh, the thing is, is this. He. You're cheating on us? <laughs> Greg has other friends. You have another <laughs> league? You get out. I with Green Bay coming up this week, I don't expect it to be a very high scoring uh affair on, on Carolina's side. So I don't see at least even anything relevant enough to even play him. Um you know, there's going to be a handful of fantasy teams out there that think that they need to, or, or even uh, you know, two quarterback leagues. It's it's possible that you know he may be the best option out there, but I think that you could probably find something better. Um, I don't think that he's going to be even getting you know fourteen, fifteen fantasy points. I think he's going to get under that. I would play Taysom Hill at quarterback, like <laughs> Kyle Allen, and <laughs> just hope he finds the end zone. You know who I'd play? Shocker special. Oh, oh, oh. Fitz magic. You know. Kyle Allen. Yeah, bummer. Next. Talk. Next. Uh, I'm going to sit Baker Mayfield. And this is a cop out because it is. He stinks. If you think Baker Mayfield's good, Javier, I'm talking to you. Uh, drop him. He, he doesn't need to be on your That's team. That's right. Javier he was doesn't need about to that. be in your lineup. Especially anywhere. this week, Baker Mayfield is going to be laser focused on Odell Beckham after the drama they had last and week. lazy. And he's going to force <laughs> the ball to him. <laughs> the worst joke. Oh, I got way worse than that. <laughs> but like I'm saying, he's going to force the ball to Odell Beckham, and it's going to be a gross game. Why Why is Higgins not on the field? <laughs> That's what I... The only receiver he has rapport with is Higgins, and he's not on the field. So good luck. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, my quarterback sit, I don't love it because he's been doing so good, but it was a tough bye week, and I didn't want to cop out. So I picked Kurt Cousins. Um, you don't want to take the easy road with us? No, Kurt Cousins don't. leads the league in passer rating, Scotty. He the sure does. Four weeks. Actually, Kurt Cousins was going to be my sit. To really? be completely honest, hmm. I, I don't. I'm not huge in it, but I mean, no, no, Adam yeah, Thielen. That's why I didn't do it. Stephon Diggs. I think he's going to get double covered a lot, which sucks. I have him on a lot of teams, but. I think Cousins won't give you the 20-point games that you're expecting that he's been giving you the last uh, four to five weeks. I think he's going to underperform and big play nothing. <gasps> and, yeah, I mean, it, it's not it's not the greatest pick, but I think um, he does not finish as a top 12 quarterback this week. Yep. My running back start is David Montgomery. He's playing Detroit. They give up the most points to running backs this season. Uh, I mean, we've talked about him the last couple podcasts and a lot of our write-ups this week, so I don't have to explain too much. He's getting the carries. He's getting the confidence from um, 
Walked out in the coach's name. Naggy. Oh, Naggy. Naggy. Yeah. Yeah, butthead. <laughs> But him, and him, and, him and Gabe, well, no, they're related. Dude, oh, I, thought you said, I thought you said you liked Nagy it's, once it's, you started making the play It's calls. Matt, but yeah, no, nah, I like Nagy. It's all right. Yeah, so Dave Montgomery is, is my start of the week. I think he finishes as uh, RB1 um, in week 10. Yeah. I yeah, in I mean, you're going to hear Dave Montgomery's name over and over again because not only is he... <clears throat> I mean, he's he's in a position to help your fantasy team, but he's also got like a great schedule coming up. So you want to get as many David Montgomery shares as you can, and then when you get those shares, you start them. So um, yeah, uh, I'm starting JD McKissick mostly because this is uh, I'm trying to find the obscure players for you to start. They're playing Detroit's playing the Bears. Um, the Bears have a relatively good pass defense. I think that McKissick can go and get loose um, for 40, 50 yards or so. I, I mean, McKissick really is 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 likely more of a sleeper than anything. But if you have McKissick, I think you can start him as a flex play and be happy about it. 100% a flex play. So start him. So this past week, uh, so my, my running back start, is Devin Singletary. This is definitely someone that we highlighted on our top trade targets for the trade deadline week. Um, he had 20 rushing attempts this past week. This is realistically the second week that he's been healthy all year long. Um, so Frank Gore is more or less out of the picture now. He has Cleveland coming up this week where they're obviously going through way too much crap to even try and figure out. So with Buffalo coming in with a good offensive uh, game plan, they're going to be running the ball a lot. I expect another 20 attempts from Devin Singletary and even more yards. Um, you know, maybe some some pass catching work. He's going to really be able to show up in in the RB one category He's this week. Kill it, Devin Singletary, top five running back from here on out. I would Bold mark it I would it down. Love that. I would love that. It's not gonna happen. I traded Lev Bell for Devin Singletary. I don't know about top five. I would not argue on like a, like he finishes top fifteen on the season. So I was I was doing a uh, I'd say RB one for I was doing my sure. my trade yeah. uh, right up for Devin Singletary. I was going through and I was like, all right. So low end wide receiver one, low end wide receiver one right now is Cortland Sutton and Stephon Diggs, and that's like where it breaks for me. That's where. That's where, for a Devin Singletary, it breaks, right? Would you do Cortland Sutton for a Devin Singletary straight up? No. If I was it, the Sutton owner? It depends. Do I need... No, no, third? just straight value. Just say it's just straight value. Who would you rather have, Cortland would, Sutton or Devin Singletary? I would want to keep Devin Singletary. Just, I would ba- just based on running week. back, I would rather right. Singletary. Right, and, that's a, and that's, a, that's a low-end wide receiver one right now. A Stephon Diggs The problem is Devin with his Singletary. shift to Brandon Allen. Like, I know he had a decent game, yada, yada. But, okay, but but yeah, transfer yeah. it to Stephon Diggs. So what I'm saying is Diggs that is I, think, a better I, think, I think that Devin yeah. Singletary honestly can be in that RB8 range Diggs, so Diggs, here going forward. Diggs is a better comp, and I would think I would actually still rather Singletary. Yeah, I, agree I think Singletary. I would too. Yeah. So that's how, yeah, that's Scotty, how we Scotty view him shaking going his head, Scotty would Diggs, but have it's, Diggs. it's extremely close. And, and yeah, either way, it's and extremely close. I was fighting myself saying, you know what, that's not – that's a pretty even – I mean, Diggs and Sutton, I think right there is the border the of where you, Yeah. Yep. 
Okay. Yeah. You, because well, because the next one is like Allen Robinson and Keenan Allen, and I think I can hands down say I'd rather Singletary than those two, especially now. Yeah. 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 So agreed. I, and I, I just as far as a sit and even going forward, because we've talked about David mm, Montgomery multiple has, times, we've talked about Devin Singletary multiple times. So I just want I wanted to get that and, in to just say they, you should have you should be starting Devin. Singletary and what you're saying too forward. is important to make that distinction. The gap that exists between the tiers of running back twos or wide receiver twos or wide receiver low tier ones. Once, right. You know, there is a significant gap between often the wide receiver overall eight and the wide receiver overall 12, which are both wide receiver ones. The gap between those are is huge. Right. I just want to harp on that real quickly. Right. And RB8 compared to the wide receiver eight, yeah. I think – is is far more important to have. Yes. But I digress. Yeah, I digress. So this will be a huge uh, topic in our offseason, probably just overall ranking we, system. Devin, it, Devin it, Singletary next year will be guaranteed a top three or fourth round running back. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say top yeah. three or four, and I was like, ooh, I don't know, doggy, I love it. Ooh, <laughs> Should have put that he, in bold he, predictions, he, man. He might, by the end of the, the draft season next year, be in the beginning of the third round for running backs. No, I think I think I that is that. a oh, very realistic I think projection. A lot of those rookies will be. Oh, 100%. Uh, uh, that's rookie, assuming, assuming they rookie, weren't drafted late rookie this year. Rookie running backs... And I was thinking about this on Miles the drive Sanders home. might be there too. Might be a second round yeah. running back. Yeah. Jacobs, Jacobs is going to be a first round running back. Think yeah. about think about all the rookie running backs from 2017 and where they were in 2018. All the rookie running backs from 2018 and 2019. It's the younger guys that you want yeah. from a fantasy perspective. Because look at Lev Bell and look at David Johnson. Look at Alvin Kamara. They're all getting hurt. It's Zeke's been banged up. Yeah. I mean, these guys get all this wear and tear. You want these younger running backs. Christian, not, not Hulk Caffrey. No, no, it's Hulk Caffrey. Oh, sorry, that's correct. Yeah, Mispronunciation on my part. Christian Hulkaffrey. Yeah, could, oh, could, could, be, could be 2020 might be his breaking point. He's going to get dinged for PEDs. <laughs> dude, is, dude is gigantic. I can't believe he hasn't already. That, that, I I mean, that's insane. Wait, you're telling me a 5'9 guy can't be 265? He, he showed up 40 pounds heavier and shredded. <laughs> Dog, lay off the trend for me one time, will you? You're talking uh, about Eddie Lacy? <laughs> Eddie Lacy just ate too much Chinese food. That's a different story. Yeah. You ever, General Gao. You ever see day. Eddie Lacy's it's tweets? Like, it's just like, dog, can't wait to get back to my house, get that China food. <laughs> that's, that's not a mispronunciation. He would type the words China food every can't time. Wait to get that and he would China say food. it like three days a week. It's like, dude, no wonder you're 290. Oh, All right, let's move to why the black cat. <laughs> is it mine? Is it mine here? Running back uh, start yeah, of the week. Is, yeah, go for it. Start. Yeah, start. Sit. Yeah, running start. back start. Who are we starting? Starting. He's starting him. You're Gosh. sitting this guy. No, starting. No, starting him. <laughs> you crazy? Running back start of the week. Marlon Mack. Again, probably an easier one. You're probably starting him if you have him. But Jacoby Brissett is likely to play, but is likely not 100. percent If he has any setbacks mid game, I think we see a huge decrease in his usual mobility. I mean, probably just to start off, you'll see a huge de- decrease in his mobility. But uh, there's a chance that this tur- this game turns into just him turning around and handing the ball off almost every down. Marlon Mack has proven in the past that he has the ability to carry the ball 25-plus times a game. The offensive line in Indy can handle that easily. And I would look to the, to the Colts to employ a very run-heavy approach to protect their star quarterback, especially w- due to the fact that they're playing one of the league's worst teams in the Miami Dolphins. 
if you are even on the fence about playing Marlon Mack against the Dolphins, get him in your lineup. I mean, that's that should be an easy one. I think the reason I picked him is because he was outside the top 12 running backs right now, points per game-wise. This is a good game for him to go off in. Like, easily. Yeah, I, don't think, be- I don't think anybody's going to fight me on this one. No, I no, and I think the only way that people can talk themselves into sitting Marlin is you have depth at running back, and you might not have Jacoby, you might not have Ty or Paris Campbell, so they're gonna stack a box, and it's like, listen, don't overthink it. Just play Marlin back against Miami. Yeah, you'll be happy. Don't think yourself into a box. Don't no, try to be smart. It could be Brian Hoyer there. He threw three touchdowns last week. Yeah. They're gonna throw the ball. To whoever's out there. And listen, if Miami stacks the box, their defense sucks. <laughs> yeah, so true. it doesn't it's like matter. It's stacking the box with like Baby Walmart clips. employees. Like, cats. It doesn't matter. They pick these just guys up cats. off the, uh, They picked them up on the waiver wire last week. But regardless, <laughs> running back to the week, I will get more confrontation hate it, on this hate one. It. It's nah, coming on Latavius Murray. Murray has filled in admirably. During Alvin Kamara's absence. But the productivity ends here. He returns to a tight end dependent flex option at best. And he's not safe to start. I know Tom in particular. And I already talked about Murray filling the Mark Ingram role from last season. I just don't think that Murray is that type of talent. The games we've seen him play. He's had the lion's share of carries. Only splitting time with Taysom Hill when he needs a spell. But Murray for his whole career has been a volume runner who takes time to get in a rhythm to break those big runs. And the chances he sees touches like the last two weeks where he saw 27 rushes, six targets and five catches, and then 21 rushes, 12 targets and nine catchers are slim to none. The second Alvin Kamara returns to the field. Very, very uh, Damn, good Gordon point about good. the, um, the get, getting his rhythm. Um, you're completely right about that. I never thought about it, but it is completely right. Matt Murray has always been... Get something going. Because you saw him the second in Oakland where he wasn't getting every carry. He saw a huge dip in production. He needs the rhythm, and you don't blame him. The guy's got to get loose. The same way you can't send a pinch hitter and expect a home run every time. doesn't happen. You should. You should. should be able to. me. You should expect that. You should expect that. So uh, we're going over to my sit this week, and this is a player last week that scored just under 20 fantasy points, uh, minus one play. <laughs> he had under five. So so there's a ton of people that are going to be like, oh, well, it's his backfield now because LaShawn McCoy is not getting a lot. Damian Williams is my running back set this week. He's playing against Tennessee, and I love Tennessee's defense. I love what Mike Vrabel has been doing with them. They're shutting down exactly what they need to against offenses each week. Kind of like what the Patriots do. They shut down the number one offensive weapon. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Malcolm Brown is, excuse me, Malcolm Butler is now out. So there's going to be some situations where Tyreek Hill is going to be burning deep. And, and, and we'll see if the running game is actually going to be able to, to, you know, really produce because the top of the defense has been opened up for, you know, Tyreek Hill. McCole Hardman, Sammy Watkins, things like that. But um, I would expect a lot of, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey to have a, a worse game and, and the running game in general to to really not, not do very well. I think that they may allow one or two big plays to make sure that the rest of the offense is really kind of honed in on, and, and that's the running game in Travis Kelsey. So Damian Williams is my sit this week. Yeah, I hate everyone in Kansas City. So, yeah, 
I would sit them. He's also a sell high, so yeah. If you can't get rid of him, don't play him. Um, my sit is Frank Gore. Easy. Um, <laughs> this is an easy. Sit. I called out Craig for his easy sit. I'm calling out you for your easy. This sit. is an easy sit. However, Frank Gore could bust this sit. Because he falls forward for a touchdown. They're playing Cleveland. They're likely to be up big. It's a good Buffalo Bills defense. Frank Gore could easily bust this, but if you're sitting there convincing yourself they're playing they're playing Cleveland, it's a the Buffalo Bills have a good defense. They're gonna have to run the ball. Frank Gore got the ball eleven times last week. I wouldn't convince yourself that Frank Gore deserves to be in your lineup. I know a majority of you likely don't have him. He's Likely not even rostered in many leagues, but if somebody's sitting there saying that Frank Gore uh, it should be in your lineup, I, w- I would second-guess that thought. Yeah, this is Devin Singletary's backfield now. Uh, I think Frank Gore held the ship. Um, it's over. A lot of teams are absolutely still thinking that Gore still has a shot to you play. You know what scares you- me is we've said this so many times about Frank Gore. And he doesn't go away. So, <laughs> so I think he may even get ten tar- ten I, carries. I mean, he's gonna he, he could easily get ten points. I do think that he like him and the coaching staff are very aware of the records that he's chasing, and they're gonna feed him just enough to let him have a shot at it. But it's Devin Singletary's backfield, hundred percent. The only caveat is you said you're not sure if people are rostering him. I'm 100% going to continue to roster him oh, in case Devin Singletary gets hurt. He's not necessarily playable, but I'm going to roster him just because if Singletary gets hurt, it goes back to Frank Gore's backfield, and he was serviceable while he was in there. Sure. And that's fair. Even, I, I'm even just, if he gives me zero and Singletary gives me 15, I'm going to keep him just as a – because it's like a reverse handcuff at this yeah, point. People, people are either into Frank Gore or out of Frank Gore. And, and that's and – that's, I don't want the people who are out of Frank Gore to be like, oh, yeah. eh, this is an easy sit. because it's, it's really not because the people who are in on Frank Gore are sitting there saying, okay – I'm gonna build the oh. narrative to start Frank oh, Gore. I, I've played him. Don't don't build the narrative to start Frank Gore. Like, don't get me wrong. I've played him the last four weeks. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, I apologize. I've won some. Take games. your own. <laughs> you would have won by more if you didn't. Yeah, I, I wish I have no running backs. <laughs> uh, my running back sit is Devonta Freeman. Um, so far this season, if he's not. Getting points by receiving, he's not doing anything. They he's um, touchdowns though, receiving touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm saying yeah, that's the only point. Um, the rushing game is not working for him or Atlanta. He was in the trade block last week, so it kind of shows that they do want to move on from him um, after this season. He's a guy that could be cut um, before next year. I know he's signed through 2022. That's next year. You know podcast thing but he's facing new orleans they give up the second least points to running backs um people still treat him as a top tier running back don't i would sit him and i'd play every running back start that we said even jd mckissick would you sell Devontae freeman if i could yeah Yeah, i'd be trying to get off yeah too yeah i think i think he's got equal value to what um maybe not to what you drafted him as but Close. Week three, he started to look like that maybe a, a mid to late RB two kind of guy, and he still has held that. I all think you year. can. I think you can sell him. You can sell him by name on, on yeah no, on, on name, name in raw not in in number. 
I would I'll, sell total, yeah, total fantasy points. Yes, if yes. you're trying to sell them to somebody who understands what they're looking at, I don't think you can sell Devontae Freeman. I mean, we there's, look at you know, there's probably fifty percent of people out there. Sorry to cut you off. That will will if they have Singletary, they'll be like Freeman. Sure, I'll take yeah. Freeman. Oh yeah, I'll sell uh, Freeman for Singletary. They want yeah. the bet. You they, sell him they, on name. You sell. They him want on, the name. They it's want his backfield. They knew what he did before, even you though that was two years ago. You have to salesman it. Was it two? Even two years ago? He barely. He didn't play last year. Yeah. I know he didn't play last year. Right? I, can't, I can't remember what he was two was years ago. Anyway. So two, two years ago, two years ago Bowl, he was, right? was uh, RB1 uh, still. Uh, every oh, year except weeks. for last year, he finished as an RB1 um, outside of his, fret, his, his rookie year. Yeah. Which Patriots Super Bowl am I trying to think of? I don't know. It was nine it was of them. three years ago because it was uh, Atlanta. Oh, so it was like a big comeback? <laughs> this the yeah. Seahawks no, game. Atle- well, no. Seahawks that was way a while back. ago. Then Eagle, I mean, sorry, Atlanta, Eagles, Rams. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Yeah, the Pats are really good. Who's your wide receiver start, Scotty? Golden Tate. He plays for the Giants. It's pronounced Taint. Golden Taint <laughs> is my. <laughs> you guys are saying cuckoo, it's a taint. Just trying to give you time to look him up on your uh, computer oh, there. Yeah. So he. Point, <laughs> we have to start the podcast. He's playing. Right? I start again. All right. Um, he's playing the Jets, and we've seen the Jets the last couple of weeks, or the last entire season, and we know what the Jets are. They try to trade their entire defense as well, so no one in the defense is really caring or really trying. Buttheads. Buttheads. Jamal Gase Adams butthead. looks pissed. He is pissed. And come Golden, to the Pats. Golden Tate is a guy who is going to give you the targets each week. I know he played against Dallas last week. Dalen Jones had a tough game. They're a good defense. New York Jets are not a good defense. He is going to get the targets. No Sterling Shepard again. No Evan Ingram, which is the biggest thing. So he is the go-to guy. And, yeah, I mean, I think he is a guy in a lot of people's teams that he might be a WR4, WR3. That's He's on the verge of the bench. Start him. Don't bench him. Yeah, when we when we came up with our trade targets, I wanted it to be a bigger list than four. I wanted us all to go in and pick it. Golden Tate would have been one of the guys that I put as a trade target because I would be trying one. to get Golden Tate as much as possible. And I would I would overspend for him. And those, if somebody wants if somebody wants RB three for Golden Tate, I would give him a. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that you can do JD McKissick straight up for Golden Tate, but. Golden Tate's opportunity there and what he can do, he can return you some but very good value. But the Golden Tate kind of guys are the guys that win you championships. If you that's trade, what I'm saying, if you, you trade for them, yeah, you need to go and buy. So I think, Golden I think Tate we all tried to give you possible. four guys that were kind of bigger names that you could go try to trade for. If we gave you 15 names, we would have guys like Golden Tate who can win you leagues as long as your your trade is done correctly. Right, and I and I I still think there's a lot of value in us coming up with with names like Golden Tate, these lower end players that you can likely get cheaper than the four guys that we have articles out there for. Because Golden Tate, he's an excellent option. There are he guys is, like I would put Golden Tate. It. I would put AJ Brown in that category. I would put yeah off the top of my head Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. That's um, a great one, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there there are a bunch of guys that are. Of comparable value, so maybe we will put an article together for you guys to take a look at. Or just just a list of names too. Yeah, just yep. some, something quick and easy for you guys to look at and say like, hey, these yeah, can are people that yeah, totally are worth targeting. Right, for sure. Um, 
I wouldn't target this guy. I was actually just going to say the opposite. I might take a look at him because with Pete, I'll let you go. Yeah, so my wide receiver start this week is Devontae Parker. He's a start only because Fitzmagic's starting. So this is this is why I don't know that I'm actively going out and trying to to buy Devontae Parker. The biggest positive with Devontae Parker is there's no Preston Williams. And that was my exact point. Right. And so I did this in my sleep what article oh, my waiver article. Um, I had written up that Preston Williams the last three weeks with uh, Fitzmagic starting was averaging eight targets a game, and um, Devontae Parker hasn't seen less than six targets a game with uh, Fitzmagic starting. So you've got six and eight. Math on that, somebody, how you doing? 14 14 targets (laughs) going to Preston Williams and Devontae Parker. I mean, and, and, and so that's what I'm really anticipating. I'm anticipating all of these eight targets that uh, Preston Williams was averaging over the last three games, to a majority of them to go over to Devontae Parker. Fitzmagic wants to keep a job in the NFL. Like, he has to he does. try and win games, and the best <laughs> way he's he going to do it is throwing the ball and throwing it to Devontae Parker. I think if if you're faced with a situation where you have Julian Edelman sitting, you have uh, uh, what's his name, DJ Shark sitting, or DeAndre Hopkins sitting, you can put Devonte Parker in, and you're going to be good. It's just crazy to think about because we've all sat here and said that Devonte Parker's. We've just written him off fantasy year in and year out. Uh, in 2019, I don't think a lot of people were even talking about him going into the season. Here we are, week 10, saying Devontae Parker is a startable wide receiver given the opportunity that he has. Yeah, very fair. 100% agree. Very when he first came out, he was the talented wide receiver that I'm sitting there with another friend, Mersh, who we were looking at each other like, oh, we want him to go to the Patriots. We want to wait. We want to get him to the Patriots. He went mid-round in the first uh, excuse me, mid mid first round. So he was he was someone that you know we were not gonna uh, get as as a as a Patriots fan. But um, he's a very talented player who was tied to butthole Adam Gaze. So really, kind of just hit. <laughs> he just started his butt head. But I questioned right. him like, what the hell? Is that? Oh, oh, okay, Gaze. <laughs> yeah, sorry, butt head. Um, he 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 buried him, and and I think that Devontae Parker A-B-G-A. will be able to have definitely a better future, better to twenty twenty. Um, Look at what Tannehill has done since he left. Right. Oh, yeah. Corey much, needs much better. every excuse to go right. <laughs> I love Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, you're not wrong. He's, I love Tannehill, too. I thought he was right. going to be so <laughs> Oh, no. He's he's totally right. I just I was, so, I was such a Tannehill, Tannehill guy when he went to Miami. I was like, oh, man, that's the end of the Patriots dynasty. Ryan Tannehill is supposed to be. <laughs> no, no, no. Gase was the start of the Patriots New dynasty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and literally, Gase was like, hold my For beer. the whole AFC. Yeah, hold my the whole AFC. Wait a second. So, so anyway, I agree. Yeah, the Jets look promising. They're like, eh, Adam Gase, hey, come on. Gase, come on over. So maybe I'll... maybe it's really Robert Kraft is like, hey, the Jets, wait a second. Hire this guy, Adam Gase. Should be fine. <laughs> this isn't Kraft. This I'll is, give be- you this is Belichick. Steak and Kraft macaroni and cheese products. <laughs> <laughs> you hire Adam Gase. That's uh, probably worth $100 billion. Let's go. There's a Robin Tug <laughs> found in New York. Who are we on right now again? Uh, uh, my, could, my, my wide receiver start this week is uh, Jameson Chowder. Um, I, I, I think this week against New York Giants is going to be able to put up uh, about the similar numbers that he put up last week. 
He had um, nine targets Met from uh, the Man, Jets. Lost. Uh, <laughs> Battle of New York. Uh, ho- hopefully, hopefully the uh, the cat doesn't come out. But uh, anyway, eighty-three yards and a touchdown was last week. I think that's going to continue um, again. Beginning of the year, seventeen targets from Sam Darnold, um, and then uh, this, you know. Once he's he's been when healthy with Darnold, he he's been able to get all the targets that he needs to. Um, again with the Giants, he's going to have a pretty easy matchup. Uh, so I really consider you know Jamison Crowder one of the one of the better wide receiver stars, probably finishing as a wide receiver two this week. Love yeah. it. Agreed, hundred uh, percent. So my wide receiver start of the week is John Brown, Buffalo wide receiver. Uh, certainly not huge weeks in the last couple, but he's only clocked in at 7.9 and 9.6 points in half point PPR, but he's got a favorable matchup against a woeful Browns team that should see him return a solid outing this week. I know they've returned Denzel Ward, who's a top tier cornerback in the league, but he's on Den- the Browns. He's on the Browns, but also he usually sticks to one side of the field. He doesn't necessarily shadow like you see, like a Stephon Gilmore kind of guy do. So I think the bill uh, the Bills have the option to move John Brown around. I expect him to score like in the twelve to fifteen range, and I think he's gonna likely benefit from getting in the end zone. Again, Devlin Singletary is probably likely to break a couple big runs and then put the ball on the you know I don't know ten yard line. I think you call the ten zone is one of the uh, it's stats actually nowadays. yeah yeah the ten zone actually there's a five zone too by the way there we go um and it's already ca- no, so I was going through every single run that Devin Singletary had last week and there was two times that Devin Singletary brought it to the two yard line and they passed it yeah so they, there was a six yard touchdown to Cole Beasley and I forget the other one but. <laughs> they were inside They're, the five. I, do, I think it. the Bills have such a reputation as a run-first team that when they get that far or that close down in the end zone or to, in the red zone, rather, that everybody thinks they're just going to pound it in. They got Frank Orr. They got Devin Singletary. These guys can run between the tackles. They got a strong offensive line. And Josh Allen can boot. Josh it Allen in. is a is a threat on the foot on, on the ground, but. They neglect the fact that they can throw, and Cole Beasley is a reliable target. John Brown's a reliable target. So John Brown played the slot in Arizona. Yep. And Cole Beasley obviously has been a slot player his whole life. Yeah. When you're within five yards, the better players in that end zone area is okay. Sure, you if you're six five, is you, if you're six five, yeah, you're gonna do a 50-50 pass. But the slot guys, they run the routes. It's to get open. it's it's uh it's backyard football. It's go get open exactly. And again, his targets have hovered between six to ten all year in that range. As long as he keeps seeing the ball thrown his way that much, he should continue to make something happen for your fantasy team. He's a reliable start every week. I think at the very, very minimum, he's going to give you 10 points, and I think he's more likely to return this week against a she's terrible Browns team. Um, We've already said like 12 to 15 <laughs> points is more realistic. So, so, I'm trying not to cuss. Well, you know, sometimes you got to. <laughs> Do you think that when, Madden, when Madden goes to rate like Denzel Ward, they're like, you're a 95, but you're on the Browns, so we take 10 points off. Like, do you think well, this year he like, returned like a ninety-two to start? So is that what he started at? Yeah, he's, he's a really good player. Because well, they just go. Yeah, I know he's a good. They player, just go. I'm you're just wicked saying. fast. And you're nasty in the zone and man coverage. All right, here's your rating. Huh. How you doing? Uh, why Wide receiver, receiver sits. Sit. Mine's easy. 
Um, I was thinking about him too. I actually don't think this is easy. Oh, really? I I don't. I was thinking I, about. I, I think about you have a hard time call. convincing That's this owner to sit him. That's fair. Um, so I but guess you mine, mine kind of plays him. off what Scott has with his sit on Kirk Cousins. So I've got Stephon Diggs as my wide receiver sit this week. Kirk Cousins continues to put up uh, numbers every single week. He's a solid passer rating for the last like four or five weeks now. He's spreading the ball around, which is a big detriment to Diggs's, uh, I don't know, ceiling. I suppose I should say. Diggs is just too unreliable week in and week out to put in your starting lineup at this point. With or without Thielen suiting up, it doesn't seem to matter. Diggs has just been too volatile to rely upon to return you anything realistic from like an 8 to 12 point standard. Last week it was 2 points. Exactly. He disappears. So I see Thielen go down last week after one drive, and I'm like, great, so Diggs is going to benefit, and he doesn't do anything. He caught one ball. It it's just not a reliable enough target to roster when you have plenty of other people who are probably available on waivers even that I would start over him. He's a bi-week flex play at his absolute best right now, and he's still probably better off left on your bench until he can show any modicum of consistency. Yeah, so my my thing with Stephon Diggs, because I, I agree with you, and we've had this discussion quite a bit this year, right, is – when Thielen, Diggs, and, and Cook are healthy, where does Stephon Diggs rank in? And we've all basically said that when all three are healthy, Stephon Diggs is, is bottom of the totem pole in, in Minnesota. But when Thielen's out, Diggs is the one who's likely to get the attention. I agree with you. I don't think that – I think Stephon Diggs should play. I think you need to temper your expectations and understand that he's not a wide receiver one or a wide receiver two or likely even a wide receiver three. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's, I think it, and, and this is why I like what we do, right? Like we try to find those, those fringe guys to talk about, because if you went to a Stefan Diggs owner and said, you should sit Stefan Diggs, that owner's going to laugh at you. Yeah. They're like, of course I play Stephon. Have you heard of Stefan Diggs? You've seen what he's done? <laughs> yeah. It's like, eh. the problem is with Stefan Diggs, it's almost like he produces more when Cook and when Thielen are healthy. Right, right. His worst games have come when he's the guy that you should be looking at, and instead they throw to uh, well, B.C. He, Johnson he's and Irv double Smith. cover all the time, exactly. which makes sense, and that, and right. that's also why he's not the yeah. star. Because so, so you you look at him and you go, okay, so you want a big deal somewhere else, or you're asking him to be traded, but you've proven that when you have double coverage, you disappear. So, what's right, your value? Right, exactly, and and I think I think this is opening a big eye on Stephon Diggs because if you cannot produce when all three people are healthy, and you can't produce when one of the main offensive weapons are out, what are you? And you're Brandon Cooks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. It's close. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's yep. pretty pretty close. How you doing? Hey, Brandon Cooks, ricochet shot. You're doing better than Cooks. Expect that one, bud. <laughs> So, um, my wide receiver sit this week is a player coming off of the uh, AJ Green news is going to be a little more positive. Um, you know, to, to, to start, you know, everyone's thinking Tyler Boyd is going to be able to pick up all the work. Uh, there's 
out in Tate, Alex Erickson out there that, you know, oh, you know, there's really nothing. Tyler Eifert really is, you know, uh, has been. But um, I think this week against Baltimore with, again, a revamped secondary, I mentioned, I think it was either earlier this podcast or the last one, um, Marcus Peters, Jimmy Smith, and um, Earl Thomas uh, has absolutely – you know, t- taking the league now, all three together, you know, against New England last week really made them look bad. Jimmy Smith was hurt all year, kind of came back in that New England game. Marcus Peters is now, I think this is the third game that he's been there. Uh, so they're going to really stop everything they possibly can. I don't see a very good game by Cincinnati at all. Um, this, you know, contradicts my bold prediction earlier, but I don't think it's going to come to fruition this week anyway. But Tyler Boyd this week could be an extreme dud. Um, I don't expect a lot from him whatsoever. I think he's going to get shut down by Jimmy Smith, who's a very uh, experienced corner. He's somewhere in the 30s, been in the league a long time. And Tyler Boyd, this is his second you know, or third full year. So uh, I don't expect much at all. Yeah, and you have a rookie quarterback, so... Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think, I think that's highlighted no, a little you bit. You have I mean, zero idea how that's going to work. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I'm pretty sure Tyler Boyd's the number one option. I think we all know that that's going to be the case, but I think that there's going to be even if it's 12 targets, he's going to catch like four of them. Yeah, but if you Which have, is, w- w- I would I would start all. That's four what of it was with Dalton. Yeah. Right, it's going to be that with Finley. It might be it's probably going to be worse to start to start. But well, just just against Baltimore, like I said, their defense is so underrated right now. Adding those, the, adding Peters and getting Smith back oh, with yeah. Marlon Humphrey as a slot corner now is ridiculous. Ridiculous, in my opinion. In, in Baltimore, it seemed as though this year, in the beginning part of the year, their defense fell off. Um, they weren't doing much for fantasy-wise, so a lot of people really kind of didn't think the, think of them as, as the defense that they've always been. But uh, you're going to see next year, the year after that, if they continue to hold on to uh, Smith, Peters, and, and, and Thomas, the, that three people in, 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 in that secondary is, is just as comparable to what Seattle did uh, you know, in, in the the later part of uh, the 2000s, so it, it's a right now they're thriving, and there's not going to be much in the air for them. Yeah, screw Tyler Boyd. Uh, Corey Davis is my wide receiver sit. Uh, <laughs> so I had mentioned this to Scotty uh, not too long ago. We I don't know why we were talking about Corey Davis and AJ Brown when the Titans were in the red zone where you want your players to be on the field. Corey Davis wasn't there. No. <laughs> it was all AJ Brown yep. or Johnny Smith. It were, yeah, right. So it was Johnny Smith and AJ Brown. Um, Corey Davis stat line last week looks okay, but it. Half none of that came until the second it half came, of the game. Yeah, it came very late until they needed it, and it came, it came fast. Like it was five yard catch, seven yard catch, eight yard catch, yep. nine yard catch, and then then it was done. It was like the Titans did what they needed to do with Corey Davis, and they were done. AJ Brown was on the field the majority of the time, and it felt like he was the first read for Tannehill all the time um, to be looking at AJ Brown. So. I think if if anybody's sitting out there feeling like Corey Davis is the better wide receiver to start over A.J. Brown, I think you need to rethink that position and likely start A.J. Brown over Corey Davis. Because A.J. Brown's unowned in many leagues. 
Uh, Correct. He, he's not as owned as Corey Davis is. So I think you can make that change, you'd be okay. Yep. My wide receiver sit is Jarvis Landry. Um, he's facing the Buffalo Bills. Baker Mayfield one of the best. Yeah, well, then I'm, I'm getting to that. <laughs> Sorry. The Bills are one of the best um, defenses against the receivers in the league. And like Tom said, Baker Mayfield's the quarterback. That bronze offense is a disaster. He had a great week last week, 15 points. He had the touchdown, but I, I don't see him doing much this week. I think he's going to score below 10 points. Keep this guy on your bench. I don't know if you want, I also want to say anything about Landry. I know we, we talk about him a lot. This, he stinks. This I'm not a big fan of Landry. I've never been. Yeah, no one is here. And I, thought, I thought he was going to be a lot better coming into the year. I'll give you that. But this, yeah, I mean, we didn't. Stinks. No. We no. were completely <laughs> very, very, very far down on him. Um, my wider my bonus start is uh Zach Pascal. He is a wide receiver for the Colts. There's no T.Y. Hilton, there's no Paris Campbell. They're facing Miami Dolphins. I think that point right there is just <laughs> enough. I don't think it matters what quarterback plays. If Brissett plays, it's a little better. If Hoyer plays, it's still fine. I think he's still a great start this week. If he's in your like would you start Zach Pascal over Stephon Diggs this week? Yes. Okay. Hundred percent. Playing against Miami, if that match is just so regardless, so regardless of Brissett or Hoyer, with Ho- what Hoyer did last oh, yeah, week, I would both still think quarterbacks. I, I yeah, Hoyer. I, I still, still feel it. confident yeah. in Pascal. Hoyer, I mean, a Hoyer good, had three touchdowns he's, last yeah, week. He's a good serviceable, serviceable quarterback in a pinch. Oh, actually, there's, there's a there's a flag, flag on the field. Up. That's offensive Darn pass it. interference. Um, you think so? Yeah, pretty sure. Um, so anyway, yeah, we, we, we definitely all are agreement on Zach That's Pascal. Nice. Tom, uh, your bonus start. Yeah, my bonus start is DK Metcalf. And the only reason I put DK Metcalf here was because uh, Josh Gordon had gone over there. I think a lot of people Defensive. thought that uh, DPI there in the Thursday night game. Uh, I think a lot of people thought that DK Metcalf's role was going to be hurt with Josh Gordon going over to the Seattle Seahawks. Turns out it looks like he may not even play this week, um, but I put this down even before that came out there. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna pitch the DK Metcalf rest of the season uh, start. The dude is ready to explode anytime, and I'm going. I mean, last I'm week. going to ask a question that I want it to be answered. Can I Marquise the fifth? Brown or DK, DK Metcalf easily? I don't know like, how you just to start. Yes. This week? Yeah, to pick no for the rest of the Going season. DK to pick one. Marquise Brown. Um, what? DK, what? I think it's easy. Can I can I check their schedules real yes. quick? Yep. Yep. I'm still picking Marquise Brown. He's the number one. DK Metcalf very well Somebody could fall behind at some point. I'm I'm I, I I want this to be a DK Metcalf like I was consi- I was consistent. Cons- I personally was considering DK Metcalf as a sit this week. Why? So brutal schedule for Marquise Brown. He plays um, Scooby Doo, Bop Bop Badoo. That's not right. And here's the thing: is that um, Russell Wilson wants to chuck the ball, and he wants to chuck it deep. I'm trying to. I... So Marquise Brown plays Houston. Sorry, he just played. What is going on? Oh, that's his projections. He plays Cincy, Houston, the Rams, the Niners, Buffalo, and the Jets, and then Cleveland. But Fantasy football stops with the Jets. 
Let me go over to DK real quick because yeah, so, so DK DK this week has San Francisco, which is tough. Um, which which I think that you know DK Metcalf is still going to be able to put up some stuff. I mean, the thing with DK is that one play can change his fantasy outlook every game, and that's called the game changer. And and so right. so Tyra I Kill. I I do agree that you know he's, he's, he's good to always throw out there, but he <laughs> is a Deshaun Jackson in the fact. I mean, obviously a totally different mold. But he's a he's a guy that's going to either get you a I've seen multiple times a one a five a seven or a twenty four a fourteen. So or, he had so he had fourteen point eight. We're and, talking about points here, right? So we're talking about fourteen point eight points against Atlanta, and everybody goes, "Oh my god, fourteen point eight points! That's so good! It's such a good trend." He had two. He touchdowns. had three catches for thirteen yards and two touchdowns. I, I don't. I don't want to hate. That's not going to repeat itself. We talk about touchdown dependency not being. I think a reliable. Uh, for sh- fantasy metric, so, that's it. For sure, he's going to be able to get a touchdown again in the Philly week. We yeah, do need course, to have a, a bet big bet on this. So me and Craig versus sure. Tom. That's yes. fair. On DK sure. Metcalf rest of the season. Sure, shotgun. Uh, yeah, shotgun. No, 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 I no, want it's more big, than that. It's bigging the shotgun. Uh, four treehouse. Four, four treehouse. All right. I'm not, not going to give you four treehouse because well, I can't afford let's, that. Let's. <laughs> I'll, I'll front down. We'll do a four pack of like a great. I'll just do four like, trios. I don't mind. At I'll least a, eight. or a $15 four-pack of an IPA. Sure. We'll, we'll, that we'll, way we'll, we'll we don't supply, have to make a free we'll okay. okay. so we'll yeah, we'll, we'll podcast. Pepper, we'll go to the beverage store here, whatever. All right. So, yeah, I okay. think that's a, gr- a great bet from Fair. here on out. More points, DK versus Marcus. We're doing yes. totally fine total points for the rest of the season from week, from week, week 10, 10 to Not total 16. points. Points per game because DK has a bye. <laughs> it's the same, it's the Tom, same thing. No, Tom knows exactly what I'm talking about because yeah, Mar- he, Mar- he was, had his buy and he, DK he was, has not. Yeah, Corey yeah. was trying to get a zero for a DK. Yes, We're, we'll do average yeah, points right. per game DK versus Marquise Brown from week Fair. 10 Fair. Okay. to week okay. 17. All right, fine. Points Winners get a four pack. I was going to try to craft beer. Yeah. But, uh, All right. Agreed. Try to hustle. Let's go to the next yeah. start. <laughs> Check that schedule real quick for me. <laughs> it's locked in. DK plays San Francisco twice. Locked in. Locked in. You heard it. I I, I don't. And that's the thing. Like, I'm not. I'm in on DK as the player and what they're doing with him offensively. They're finding ways to get DK the ball. In the, I just the, booked my flight to Seattle. And that's I'm fine. His ACL he, listen, that's he, fine. He's okay, going to be a good. If you want He can't play if he's hurt. He's going to be a good fantasy player. I'm not going to say he's going to be a bad fantasy yeah, player, no but injury. Marquise Brown is the number one wide receiver for the number one fantasy quarterback. Who's, right who's now. the number one uh, most targeted wide receiver in the red zone? JK Metcalf. Thank you. Who's your so wide receiver what? start, Craig? <laughs> All right. So Corey will go into that later. Uh, so my wide receiver start this week is Christian Kirk. Uh, Christian Kirk has come back after a little bit of a, an injury uh, the past you know couple weeks, and he has been able to produce one good game and one not so great game. So the thing is with Christian Kirk, uh, he is definitely the guy that Cliff Kingsbury has utilized as the first read in most of his plays when he started off the season. Uh, he got a lot of... Um, Uh, he got a lot of targets, so 12 the first game, 8, 12 the second game. So um, 11 targets was the first game back against New Orleans. Then, of course, San Francisco, the team that DK Metcalf is playing, had you know five targets. 
Uh, so this week he's got Tampa Bay, which is the absolute worst uh, for wide receivers in fantasy football. And Christian Kirk is going to be able to get, again, those 11, 12 targets that he was getting towards the beginning of the year and when he came back. So with volume, he's automatically going to be able to produce you wide receiver three numbers. And with Tampa Bay possibly being able to let up a big play, Kirk being the first read might get more than that and finish up as a wide receiver two or one this week. Yeah, solid play. Uh, my bonus start of the week is Marquise Brown. Speak of the devil. Yeah, okay. And so, just real quick, we were whispering. I didn't even see this, that this is Corey's start. I <laughs> yeah. just, just from our past arguments of That's Marquise Brown. That's why I was Brown. so happy to hop on him. And I took him because of our past arguments, too. But <laughs> I honestly thought that when you put him there. Yeah, as soon as I saw that he was, uh, I could grab him. So, he's uh, finally back from injury. We kind of talked about him a little bit last week, but Brown was able to find some space against a Patriots secondary that is literally on a legendary pace to start the season. Even given the Ravens game, they're still on a legendary pace. So he has a very powerful Ravens offense moving on to Cincinnati at this point, which is really at the opposite end of the spectrum from New England. I think if there was ever a time for Hollywood to announce his re-arrival to the league, that he's back in action and ready to go, it's this week against a huge division rival. He and Lamar had a great rapport to start the season. I'd look for them to connect on at least a couple deep bombs this week. Uh, again, against a Bengals team who's not been able to put together a complete 60-minute game this year. They're just... I mean, we, we even talked about it earlier on either on this podcast or the previous one. It looks like they're tanking without even really trying to do so. So it's kind of like, of course, the Ravens should run through them. That being said, I would be a little cautious of a Ravens trap game. They're coming off a huge high, a huge emotional win against the Patriots, a big win for them. We saw it with the Jaguars last year. They won their Week 2 Super Bowl, and they sucked the rest of the year. That's the only thing that has me limiting the Ravens offense as a whole, and that's not just a Marquise Brown thing. That's a Ravens offense thing. But I think this week he probably returns you 12 to 15 points, and, and that's a thing that's a realistic expectation because I think he has the ability against a just <clears throat> terrible Bengals secondary to just get behind them all and run for a touchdown because he has the speed to do it. If there's Absolutely. a week, it's this yeah. week. He, Absolutely. He for sure. Torch him. For yeah. sure. If there's a week that's going to win us a Marquise Brown, DK Metcalf week, that, it's probably it's this, this week. week. It's yeah. this week. Yeah. He, puts, this he week. puts up 30 and, and, two and Metcalf long puts balls up two touchdowns. against the, wait, wait, the Niners. Wait, no, no, no. We'll start it after that. This, <laughs> yeah, because no, yeah, this week's... This week already started. Start, start, started. Yeah. Started. And then you have your bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll start it week 12. Week 12. 2020. And you're set. Bonus. Yeah, bonus set. Curtis Samuel. Ever heard of him? Uh, he stinks. No, I'm just kidding. He's not bad, but uh, like he's Curtis. he's coming on strong as of late. Like he's got Curtis. three touchdowns in his last three appearances, but he heads into Green Bay to face one of the league's better pass defenses this year and is still limited by what Kyle Allen can provide him now that Cam Newton's made his way to IR. He typically sees around six targets a game. I just don't think that's going to be enough against a tough Packers secondary that's currently allowing the eighth fewest points to opposing wide receivers. Uh, I think there's just going to be better options for you this week than Curtis Samuel. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so my bonus sit this week, uh, you're gonna say possibly as you know, this is you know a, a cop, cop out, cop out. But but listen <laughs> to this. 
Who do you put? Who 20, do you put? But it's not. It's a bye it's week. Not. Where, no, no, no. Because, starting because running 27%. Back. I, said, no, I don't hate this. I don't hate this. 27% of all Yahoo leagues just picked up Kalen Blage and are going to be playing him this week in the flex, no matter. Like, they're going to be playing him because they feel like he's this is what they can do. Back. He's a starting running back. There's literally no other options in, in Miami. But uh, here's gaskets. the thing. Yes. <laughs> just don't play him. I don't even know. I don't even know if it's Gaskins or this other guy, Laird. Like, I, am, I don't even I know. Being 100% sarcastic. I love this set. No, I think it's a solid set. Caleb Bodge can't catch a pass. No, he's... <laughs> oh, we need to retweet that. Retweet the, the montage. He sucks so bad. And he lost his job this year to a guy they were trying to take the job away from in Kenyon Drake and then eventually traded him. And oh, then to a guy... To for me. And a guy they just brought in... Mark Walton, who had three arrests in the offseason, and he lost his job to it both shows, of them. It shows the incompetence of the Miami half. Dolphins organization when Kenyon Drake goes to Arizona on three-day notice and dominates the San Francisco 49er run defense. Yep. You didn't want to run the ball with Kenyon Drake for whatever the reason behind it was, and he went to a different team and dominated the best defense in the league. So the Dolphins are either utterly incompetent don't know how to get a trade return by valuing their own players appropriately, or are just so bad at tanking that they can't even do that right. Yeah, and they and suck. so and so there's a ton of teams this week saying I'll, I'll play Caleb Balaj. I can tell you right now, there are probably a hundred, maybe a hundred and fifty other players I'd rather play than Caleb Balaj this week. Yeah, they're playing please, Indianapolis. Please go look so at so this Twitter is feed. so this is the thing. Outside of the fact Wait that he's terrible, is that we don't we even know they're playing Indianapolis. <laughs> I might play my Dexter. <laughs> They're playing Indianapolis, who has allowed only one player, which was the beginning of the year, which was Austin Eckler with 36 fantasy points, to go over 16 fantasy points. Everything else has been like just, just, just over double digits. You're, you're talking about other players like Josh Jacobs, who's had a great year at 11, Devonta Freeman, 11, Derrick Henry uh, was the other one at 16. There's literally no other running backs that have really put up a lot of fantasy points whatsoever against Indianapolis. Yeah, Sit agreed. Him. Caleb Walsh stinks. Tommy Boy, who you got? Yeah, I'm sitting Marvin Jones because screw Marvin Jones, this guy. Um, he's playing Chicago. There's There are... A lot of wide receivers who have not produced against Chicago, and I do not see Matt Stafford being able to support two wide receivers this week. Again, I feel as strong about this sit as I do with Frank Gore. Like I think that Marvin Jones could easily have a big play, bring it into the end zone, and and we bust on the sit. But I think the logic is there that Kenny Galladay is likely to be the guy through the air against the Chicago Bears defense that's 30th in the league, uh, allowing the, the what, third best, second best, second best. Uh, points a game versus fantasy wide receivers. So if you have Marvin Jones, I'd be looking for another option. And that's, that's really where I'm sitting here. I don't think – if you have no other option, you play Marvin Jones. Like, that, that is straight up. You just yeah, play Marvin I mean, Jones. It's a tough week. Um, but could if go you, for a deep touchdown. But if you what you're and, for. and we have to pick somebody here, I mean, right. and, that, and that's the thing, right? Like I can't sit here and say, "Hey, yeah, uh, sit uh, sit Dante Moncrief." It's yeah. like, well, yeah, no, because he oh, sucks. Well, you he's know? a free. Yeah, well, he gets so. signed by who is that? Josh, Josh Jacobs, Scott, Canicorn, top tar- top trade target. Yeah, have him in every league. 
<laughs> Scotty, you're uh, uh my sit is um Ronald Jones, the second, the Buccaneers running back. The second um, is weird. Like, why don't you just go by junior? Because it looks way cooler. Junior, to be completely honest. Either way. Anyways, um, I mean, we, we saw it last year. He's you know the starting to be the lead back in Tampa Bay, but we've seen this before, and I don't trust it. Last time he he did that, he went out the next week and had nine carries for th- thirty-five yards. So I think people are going to look for him to be too hyped, and you know they think they got the RB two going forward. Temper expectations. I don't see them. Um, I don't see him being that guy. I mean, I w- wish he was. If, I, I, he is the best back on the team, but I just don't trust that r- run game. I think it's going to be a very high passing offense th- this week with Tampa Bay. So um, I would just sit him. Yeah, and so I want to make a comparison real quick with Ronald Jones and and Bruce Arians, right? Bruce Arians has never been a guy to just ride a running back, right? Like, he's always liked to have his options open. And Andy Reid has been a guy who's always picked a running back and just stuck with him. I think that it's 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 weird that Andy Reid this year now all of a sudden is employing three running backs. And now in Week 10, Bruce Arians is like, nah, we're going to go with Ronald Jones. Like, I... I, I I do not think that a majority of the NFL head coaches want to run one running back into the ground. I don't think that what Bruce Arian said this week holds any validity at all. So I think those buying into the Ronald Jones hype and saying, I'm going to start Ronald Jones over, uh, you know, Devin Singletary to be cute. It's like, don't be cute. Yeah, the only the only time you start Ronald Jones is if for some reason you're rostering him and Peyton Barber, and you just go, yeah, I hope I can trust the guy. Right, you got to start one of them. Yeah, right. You yeah. got to you got to start a full lineup. Is it is it Ronald Jones or Peyton Barber? Then yeah, you, you start go. Okay, I'll, ta- I'll take Bruce Arians at his word and see if he's a liar. Yeah. But I but I, I I like the take only because solid, no solid start. Yeah. I mean solid sit rather. Sorry. I'll let it go there. Our tight end sit, I guess, consensus or start consensusly is uh. Gasecki. Yep. Yep. Mike Gasecki this week. Yeah, we're sitting um, fans. Do we need to elaborate on that? There's no Preston Williams. He's going to be the second option. Fitzmagic's going to air it out. He had a Gasecki's great week. Very last athletic. Week. Yeah. He's a freak athlete. He had a Six for 95. 95. Okay. Um yeah. Yeah, hundred. Yeah. Give it a hundred. So give it a hundred. Give it a hundred. We'll give him a hundo. So if he even were to even get six, seven <laughs> targets like he did with Preston Williams out, he's gonna catch at least four of them and do something with it. At least get fifty yards, which is tight ends don't do. And the flip side of that is for our tight end sit, Vance McDonald. We think last week was kind of yeah. a fraudulent performance. Yeah, he was yeah. enough to keep you on the roster. Enough yeah. for Vance to keep them keep, keep him on your back. roster somehow. Yeah. And and people are gonna be like, Oh well, can I start him? No, no, you can't. Nay. So, uh, we are going to have a full write-up on our website we're going to release tomorrow about our sleepers. Um, so, we shouldn't probably get into too, too much on them. Um, but our sleepers uh, are this week, uh, Tom, who's yours? This is a lot, Mari. I was waiting for this one, but I read my article. Read my article. Well, you can you give a quick well, spiel. No, yeah, give, I mean, tell me why. I mean, my, I mean, my quick spiel uh, Latin Marie has earned the Mark Ingram role in the New Orleans offense. Which is and what we disagree on. That okay. Mark Ingram role 
has been very clutch for for fantasy players. Um, and if you're sitting there thinking that Sean Payton really wants to go and run Alvin Kamara into the ground, I would ask you to go back and look at the last three, four weeks of Alvin Kamara healthy. Um, he was banged up. He's coming in and out of games. And then he ended up missing a couple games with injury. I don't think Sean Payton wants to be putting Alvin Kamara in that situation where he has to play a game where Alvin Kamara is not available to him. And I agree with you. But what I'm saying is you look at the numbers, just cut him in half. They're going to split everything down the middle. I get, I, and, no. And, and, I, and, and it almost makes neither of them startable. And I, I concede the Latavius Murray being a volume back. Like, I get it. That's why I'm, I'm not sitting here saying. I think he's a great sleeper. I think, right. I, and I agree and with then, you. And that's why he's not a start for yeah, me. If you had him as a start, I'd fight you, but a sleeper is a great pick. And I didn't fight you on a sit because I can understand not wanting to start Latavius Murray. But Latavius Murray, and, and this is where we go back to the trade targets. I hate targets. when we agree. <laughs> this, is, this is where we go back to the trade targets, honestly. And Latavius Murray would make my list of trade targets of guys that I'm trying to acquire because if he can carve out that Mark Ingram role and if he can prove that he can – produce in it with 18 touches because the biggest shocker to me with Latavius Murray was he was catching balls and he was catching them at like an 80% clip, which is an extremely good ratio for a guy who doesn't quote unquote catch uh, passes. So if he can continue to get 15 to 18 touches, I think he can carve out some sort of role. Yeah. I just Uh, don't know that he gets that volume because they, because they, in the top game, he saw 27 carries and nine touches. I mean, and, and, and uh, 12, I think it was 20, nine, had, nine targets and six catches. So for like a 35, 36 total. That's a lot. That's a lot. But you cut that in half. So he's around like 16, 17. And, and, and I'm saying I think 16, 18. Yeah, it's it's tough. So Because so, you, cause you right, still think exactly. the lion's share is going to go to Kamar. Theoretically. Most of those passing downs and then probably the majority, maybe 60, 40 split of the running downs goes to Kamara. Right. And you're like, is Latavius going to get enough action to keep going? No, he's going to be on the sideline getting tight. And right. It, it doesn't benefit him. But again, like you said, sleeper, 100% if he catches one ball and takes it for 40 yards and gets a touchdown, you win the sleepers. And it's, and it's an intriguing it's an intriguing situation to look at because if you're wrong, right, yep. and they're sitting out there and they're saying, we're using Latavius and we're spelling him with Kamara to have the plays. Yep. And Kamara, you can spell a running back and have that RB2 still have 12 touches in the game. And that's what they were doing with because Kamara when I won't, was there. And I won't fight you that Latavius Murray is probably stronger in between the tackles than Alvin Kamara. But we spent too much time on a sleeper. So. No, and yeah. it's, it's, it's just a great debate. Yeah, it's, it, it's a very good debate. You can go back and forth on this for days. Scott, sleeper. My sleeper is Josh Reynolds. Um, we kind of talked about this. Josh Reynolds. I actually Josh I know him very well. He was he did a lot yeah, last he's year. On, um, he's on many of my rosters. Mainly, you know, uh, <laughs> Brandon Cooks is out. We all know that. We kind of talked about Josh Reynolds before. Uh, good matchup last week. Cooks went out seven reception, seven targets for, for four receptions, seven six yards, and a touchdown. So if there's a guy to fill in for Cooks, it's Reynolds. We saw this last week with last year with Cup going down. Josh Reynolds was a guy that that kind of took over that role um yeah he, he just i think great, he had like 92 percent snap share too yeah yeah just, oh, right, right, right away so he just slid right in and so my sleeper this week is chester rogers um like he's 
probably the second or third option this week in Indianapolis uh, with, you know, playing against Miami, Zach Pascal, number one. And then the only other one that I'm thinking of is either Eric Ebron, maybe even Jack Doyle, the tight end situation. But Chester Rogers last week even played again, when you would talk about snap percentages, he played the most um, with obviously Paris Campbell out, T.Y. Hilton out. Um, so he, he was able to produce a little bit. And uh, it's against Miami, so you know that there's going to be some, you know, stats to go around on their offense. Um, you know, tried to get the uh, the numbers here, but last week, uh, again, you know, he showed up and he had, uh, you know, five targets. You know, he had a touchdown. So, you know, I expect against Miami to him, you know, for him to have a little bit of something. If you're really, really diving deep, I would definitely rather Chester Rogers than, you know, Kalen <laughs> Balage. Oh, for sure. Corey? Yeah. Uh, my sleeper of the week is Darius Slayton from the New York Giants. New Love York Slayton. football Giants. Uh, Sterling Shepard likely out this week and probably even more likely to not play again this year. Slayton saw, slots in instantly and has really this year either had great games or done absolutely nothing. Uh, prime example, he had one catch in a tight Monday night football game this past week. There's a chance he goes off for a big day against a reeling Jets team who's not been able to find the right formula despite having, you know, in my opinion at least, enough talent on the team to be much more competitive. Slayton, still, when you watch the games, looks like a solid route runner. He's typically on the field for over 90% of the team snaps, so the opportunity should be there to make something happen. He just needs to find a way to convert these opportunities into something that shows up in the box score and then eventually in your fantasy lineup. So, sleeper of the week, Darius Slayton, good luck. Tough start, anyways. <laughs> Dot throws. Uh, we're going to have actually a uh, clip of shotguns from the losers last week um, going up on Twitter. This is the same thing week in and week out. We have a shotgun bent on players that you probably haven't either heard of or will get less than, you know, 5 to 10% snap share. Um, so the first dart throw that we're going to talk about, Tom. It, uh, it, it, it's Darwin Thompson. You probably know this guy because you've been listening to our podcast and you're a genius at fantasy football. So it's Darwin <laughs> Thompson. There's ever a week. It's this week with Darwin, Darwin Scott, Thompson. Did you change and if it's yours? not this week, it's, my, yeah. it's next week. Yeah, I don't uh, like that you change yours. I know who this guy is. <laughs> it's better than everyone Sco- else here. Scotty, that's definitely a dart throw, though. It's definitely a dart oh throw God. over everyone else I said, here. I said Gaskins earlier. No, no you didn't. No, you didn't. Eh, no, you did not. I did. But. No, no, you didn't. Uh, Miles Gaskins is my dart throw. Miami. I'll, I'll just give it away. Running back. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Greg. Uh, mine is you. You probably won't ever. Why did you uh, from New Orleans? Deonta, Deontay Harris. I think is is Deontay Deonta. I'm not sure. Deontay. So he is the All right, fourth don't string. It doesn't matter. Uh, Saints fourth string wide receiver Go, out of. Corey. You told me last time that you were mad at me for not telling him who the player was. All right, so I my dart throw of the week, TJ Yeldon, running back, Bills, probably won't even dress this the week. The running back. <laughs> but uh, no, he, he will probably be dressed, and he might get one touch. I'm just hoping he takes it to the end zone, but he probably won't. So C- couple, couple two trade touchdowns. You'll probably see me shocked. We, we need to change this dart throw. This needs to be a touchdown. This needs to be who's most likely to get a touchdown. I asked, and you said, yeah. nope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll reconfigure it for yeah. next for next year we'll give because you the, we're already we're already no uh, no deep into let's it. close this out. We'll I'm do just it. gonna take like Jameis Winston hey, as my listen, listen, Chelfies, we'll figure it out. <laughs>
Okay. Uh, we're going to go with uh, Gunnar Olszewski. Uh, okay. Yeah. So this is going to do it for this Stardom Sidem. Hopefully you uh, have enjoyed it and lasted this long to listen to the end. Uh, for Tom, Corey, Scott, I am Craig. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Top Shelf FNTSY. Stay fluid. Stay loose.